0: Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church.
1: So today is Father's Day, and it's a day, as we've talked about, where we recognise um, and honour and appreciate the the important role that that fathers play in in our families and in our society. But I want to reiterate what what Sharon spoke of before, to say that it can be a difficult time for some people. Um, Maybe your earthly dad wasn't a great example. Maybe you haven't been able to have kids for lots of different reasons. Maybe you're estranged from your, your kids or estranged from your father. But just as Sharon said, no matter what the situation, you have a heavenly father yeah. who loves you. Yeah, yeah. And that heavenly father, if you turn to him, he can help fill those hurting spaces with comfort. Yeah. So as I speak today, if something's trigger emotional pain, turn to the Heavenly Father and say, what can I learn out of this? So this is my family. For those that don't know me, as, as Lee mentioned, that's my family with Heidi, Amity, Hamish, Jemima and my wife, Sharon. And Lee has asked me to speak on some of the things that being a father of these kids or what these kids have taught me or what I've learnt from them or by having them. And so today I'm speaking on five things that I've learned from having my kids. I've just picked five things. There's a few more that they've probably taught me than this, but I'll just focus on these five. You know, there's nothing quite like holding a newborn baby for the first time in your hands. Gazing into that cute little face, it erases, it arises uh, an emotion in you and a a thought of how amazing is life, how wondrous is life. The majesty of new life, it, it just gobsmacks you for any of those that have had that opportunity. And so my first point is, it's good to have a sense of wonder.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember holding my firstborn, brand new little Heidi, and thinking, wow, this is an amazing complete little human being. And then you start to wonder, I actually got to hold her for quite a while after birth because Sharon didn't have that brilliant a time for it, so she was flaked out. <laughs> and I just cuddled Heidi for, I don't know, it was a couple of hours probably before she, uh, Sharon recovered and wanted to turn. And when a, new, when a baby's newborn, they're actually really alert. They're always focused on you. They sort of lose it after a little bit just at that first time they're just focusing on everything and I can just remember her gazing at me as I gazed at her <clears throat> and I was just thinking about looking—you know, you're looking at her and thinking what's in her future? what a precious little person in the Bible in Jeremiah 1.5 it says I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb before you were born I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations so it's not only us that have that sense of wonder but even God in his creation has wonder and places wonder in us and that he knew each and every one of you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. What an amazing concept. So the first lesson I'd like to focus on today is it's good or good to approach life with a sense of wonder children look at everything with a sense of curiosity and wonder and it's valuable for us to maintain some of this throughout our lives yeah. in Job 37:14, it says listen to this Job stop and consider God's wonders yeah. so it's good to be like a child and look around with that sense of wonder and then as you do that what starts to rise up inside is a sense of gratefulness thankfulness to our Heavenly Father for giving us so much for placing beauty in a sunset or in a vista or in a person the other thing is childlike curiosity. It's childlike curiosity that leads to that sense of wonder isn't it? That inquiring mind so it's good to be like a child and have that curiosity as well. But who, can, who knows that when you've had a toddler saying, why, Dad? <laughs> Asking all those little questions, that curiosity arising, that, that can get a little bit tedious sometimes, can't it? <laughs> and you start to go, and you're tempted to give them fob-off answers and, ah. Uh, ask your Dad. Yeah, ask your dad. If you're a mum, didn't work for me, that one. (laughs) But I can remember fairly early on getting frustrated by that and then thinking, no, this is my opportunity. And I made a commitment to myself to try to never take my children's curiosity for granted, to view it as a privilege to answer their questions in an age-appropriate manner but to be honest with them. And and that opportunity has led to me having that open communication link with my kids because it developed a habit of communication back and forth. And we've had some amazing conversations. I can remember just because we live 100 k's out of town, there was lots of car opportunities to talk. We've had some amazing conversations on philosophy, ethics or maybe other times it's what bird is that? With Amy, it'd be how to train your dog. Each child's different but what an amazing opportunity it is to build connection with your kids through that conversation and through that you have the opportunity to to input into their lives to build character, to build thoughtfulness, to build Um, intelligence and for them to question things in a way that not just to accept what the world is or the world sells you, but to make up their own minds on stuff. So, my first point, it's an important lesson to remember to always approach life with a sense of wonder and gratefulness. My second point is to try to be less selfish. It's not about me. You learn that really quickly, don't you? There's no getting away from it. You come home from hospital with this new little child and you've got to care for them. How much time off do you get? You've all of a sudden got this commitment 24-7, 365 days a year for how long? So there's no option. To give, but to give up on some selfishness. Yeah, yeah. Your life has to change.
0: Yeah.
1: you will all of a sudden got to think of someone first. Yeah. And you actually have to care for your partner as well. Yeah. And it can be tough. There's nothing so dismantling than having a child that cries for hours and hours, maybe days <laughs> yeah. on end. Sorry, Laura. Your child will never be like that. Though. Don't listen.
0: <laughs>
1: but in those times when your psyche's getting dismantled and it's really tough, and I've been there, you still have to have the choice that it's not about me, it's not about me. This is a beautiful little child, even though, and they're going through a hard time at the moment. <coughs> And that can put a lot of pressure on you, a lot of pressure on your marriage, but you quickly realise you're not number one anymore. I, I read, read this um, a joke, a quote from the actor Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. He put it this way On our 6am walk, my daughter asked where the moon goes each morning. I let her know it's in heaven visiting daddy's freedom. But along with this, you get this overwhelming sense of love for this new little person. And with that love, you can then start to get consumed about worry for them. And you can you worry about their welfare, you worry about their futures. But that's when we have to remind ourselves that they were God's first. God still loves them yeah. more than us. Yeah. And he's got it in hand and we have to remember again it's not about us because worry often is about internalising it and about us but we have to trust God with their futures and we have to try to raise them according to God's plans not our plans so it's a great lesson in selflessness and that leads to us having a better understanding of how God's relationship is with us as well. And we have to learn to trust him. We don't live our lives totally for our benefit anymore, much as we love to. But, you know, funnily enough, looking back, my best times and some of the richest benefits have come from those times with my family and with others whose lives I've invested into selflessly. Yeah. As you are selfless with others, it boomerangs back to you. Yeah. And is actually more fulfilling than a lot of other things. Jesus said in John 15, 12 to 14, he said, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. What a great example Jesus set of selfless love and I think in today's society you don't really, becoming a father helps you realise about yeah I am willing to lay down my life for my child. It's a new concept for you, well it was for me anyway. My third point which my kids reinforce with me is I'm not very funny. I'm a great proponent of dad's humour, oh, yes. and this is often how my kids react. <laughs> Head off, and they're all groaning. <laughs> then again, this might be how they react.
0: <coughs>
1: they fake it. I'm not sure whether they're really chasing the twenty dollars. Like sometimes, it's just trying, they're trying to be polite. I think. Amity actually still laughs genuinely. So, I think that might be just because she's super polite, though. Is it? Or maybe they just grow through it. So, even though my kids continue to groan, I will still continue to try to crack jokes. Dad's humour is important, isn't it? Even if it's just to embarrass my kids and get them to not take life too seriously. (coughs) Laughter in the home is vital. That's really my message. Proverbs 17.22 A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. But we have to make sure we take the time to play and interact with our kids to have fun. And actually, this is important with all of our close personal (coughs) relationships. We have to take the time to have fun. Some of my best memories, though, have been of having fun with my family. On activities that we've decided to make happen. (coughs) Such as camping. That's one of my favourites. Just whatever your kids enjoy, you've got to try to find out what their enjoyment, what they enjoy, and then focus on those things rather than on what I enjoy. And try to have fun. We need to take the time and effort to make it happen. It doesn't happen accidentally. You've got to create the culture of it. And sometimes, if you're like me, you've got to listen to your wife when she organises stuff. Maybe you're not the fun maker in your family. (laughs) (coughs) Having fun together builds strong relationships. So, what have my points been so far? Have a sense of wonder? Give up your selfishness. selfishness. Keep cracking jokes, jokes, that's it. (laughs) Number four. (laughs) This is probably my most important take home. Consistency is key. With my kids I've found that I have to be consistent in character and in discipline. In the Bible in Ephesians 6-4 it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them, rather bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And then in numbers 23:19, it reminds us of what God is like in the way He treats us. It says, "God is not a man, so He does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? We have to be consistent. Well, we have to try to be consistent. Yeah. It's difficult. We have to be consistent in the way we treat our families, even when we're tired, stressed, angry, or in our selfish times. As parents, we had to be proactive to get on the same page as both parents in discussing and setting consistent boundaries. And then being consistent in the consequences of when those boundaries are broken. It's no good telling your kids that there's a consequence and then that consequence is not there or changes with your mood or changes with, they can go to the other parent. You soon work out that it doesn't work. So it's not easy and it takes planning. But when you have consistent boundaries set, that allows your kids freedom within those boundaries to explore, to make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes and to learn from the consequences of when they break the boundaries. And we learnt that if we weren't consistent when the kids were young then it's problems. You've got to start really early and often when it's very, very difficult and you're emotionally taxed. It's not easy. And then depending on their personalities, some just keep pushing all the way through but others get a lot easier as time goes on. If you put the hard yards in early, you'll reap the rewards later on. And the reason is because good, consistent boundaries, administered with lots of love and affirmation, leads to security. And when your kids are secure, or really when any of us are secure, that leads to strength and resilience. An example of this which spoke to me back in 2015, I went to Mozambique with Heidi when she was 15, so my eldest, she was 15. And we went back to Mozambique where we'd spent 12 months for years before to to work with some missionary activity of a local friend over there. And when we were over there, the, um, the government and their troops decided to try to wipe out the opposition leader on the road in front of where we were staying. And so all of a sudden there's machine gun fire, rockets going off, cars getting blown up, um, bullets flying through the, the leaves above where we were. And it was all pretty hectic. For about went on for about 12 hours. <coughs> And we were staying in a little boys' orphanage. This is Heidi with some of the boys. And Heidi's there cuddling these terrified little kids. And I came, I said to her, Heidi, you're the only white girl here. If the fighting ends up breaking into where we are, I want you to hide under a bed. Don't want you to be seen. And she just she started arguing against. I've got to cuddle. I've got to hold these kids. They're scared. And I said, yeah, but you've got to look after yourself. You've got to listen to wisdom. And then she said, it's, okay, it's going to be okay, though, Dad. She said, God's given me a verse. Well, he, he gave me a chapter, she said. Wow. Isaiah 41. And then she said, especially Isaiah 41.10, which says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Wow. So there's a 15-year-old yeah. in the face of death, basically, yeah. teaching her dad about faith. Yeah. What's security in that 15-year-old and in her faith yeah. to do that? Yeah. So be consistent in character and practice. Yeah. It reaps great rewards. Yeah. And number five is... There's no graduation day. It's a lifetime commitment. If you build strong relationships with your kids, then the responsibilities and the benefits have no end date. There'll be good times and bad times, but that's what relationships are about. They're about standing with each other through thick and thin, just like God is there for us. He's with us in this. Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So even though there's no end date, God's standing there supporting us because he is the ultimate father, the ultimate example. We can look to him for advice and then he gives us strength to help us maintain and cultivate a sense of wonder and appreciation every day of our lives. He gives us the strength and help to focus on loving others and being less selfish. He helps us choose to be happy and set aside the time to have quality fun time with family and friends. He helps us work at trying in both character and deed. And then finally, I can look forward with hope to what lies ahead in all of our futures. For those who know and serve God and follow Jesus, we have a great promise for what we have in our future. In Revelation 21, 3 to 4, it says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eye and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. and I will be their God and they will be my children. That's in your future if you love and serve God. Yeah. The ultimate family under the ultimate Father <clears throat> what a promise so in closing I'd like to extend an invitation if you don't have that personal close relationship with your Heavenly Father know that He wants to have one with you yeah. He loves you and He wants you to turn to Him and choose Him yeah. and if you want to do that today then the prayer team is going to come up here If you want to choose God or if you want to even just know a little bit more about what it's about come up and talk to either myself or the prayer team or if you have any other prayer needs or questions come up and see them. These guys would love to pray with you. For all the rest of us let's pray now. Heavenly Father we thank you Lord, for your great example of love. Fatherly love, because you are a good, good father. It's who you are. We thank you that you love us, Lord. Lord, help us get a fresh revelation of your goodness today, your fatherly goodness. Help us get a fresh revelation of your love today, Lord. Help us... Help the the scars that we've got from poor examples of fatherhood to be broken, softened, healed so that we can see the reality of your goodness, Lord. Lord, I pray for everyone here today for healing of scars and hurts, for revelation of your goodness and love, for bringing healing with broken relationships for strange relationships, for hurts. Lord, you're the, the God of restoration and we pray, Lord, that we could open ourselves for the work of your Holy Spirit to bring restoration into our souls and our hearts and our emotions and our lives. Lord, we just reaffirm our commitment to you today. We say we love you, Lord. We thank you. That you are our good, good Father. And we recommit our lives to you afresh today. Lord, I pray that you would bless all the dads here today. (coughs) I pray that they'd have a great day and a great week. I pray that families would be bonding together today and through this week. And I pray, Lord, that as people make difficult phone calls or conversations, that you would be with them, give them wisdom and help in that. Bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, That would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.